Welcome to the Messy Life, Mighty Love podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. I come to you today again with a need to laugh, and so I'm going to go through some of my memories with you this time from when I was learning different languages. You are listening to episode 54, Messy Language Learning, Funny Stories from the Field. In this episode, as I just said, I am going to share some funny stories from the field when I was learning both Spanish and Hungarian. I hope that you enjoy these stories and a little bit of a lesson that I have from them and that you will listen in. My first time ever being on a plane was when I sat on a huge 747, leaving my family from JFK Airport in New York, flying to Brussels, Belgium, on the way to Barcelona, Spain, where I studied for a semester. I was a farm girl at heart, and I had not had the chance to be in other cultures. So, I remember going and we stayed at this place when we first got there where it was just the people in my program and I, and we were in a little bit of a buffer because we were talking to each other in Spanish, which it's easier to talk with someone who's also second language in a language than it is to talk with native speakers. But when I went met my host family, they would later tell me that all that I would say after each thing that they said was CCC. CCC, Abby, do you like it here? CCC, Abby, this is our neighborhood. CCC, Abby, this is what we like to have for dinner and this is when we like to have it. CCC, you get the picture. So along this experience studying abroad in Barcelona, there was a time in the fall of when I was studying there that I went on a hiking trip with a group from, it was an Athletes in Action with um Campus Crusade for Christ at that time, international. And I thought this was going to be such a great experience. They were going to the Pyrenees Mountains, and I wanted to experience some of the nature around Barcelona. I love the city, but I wanted to experience some of the nature. Well, we thought I understood things, or I thought I understood things pretty well. And they kept asking me, my host family kept asking me, are you sure you want to go, Abby? Are you sure? Well... Come the weekend where I went to the Pyrenees Mountains and I came to hike the Pyrenees in sneakers. That was all I had. It was all I could afford. And that was funny in and of itself. It was also funny and yes, a little hard that um, they spoke Catalan, which is the language of Barcelona. They speak um, Spanish, what we know is Spanish as well, but Catalan is their heart language, and these were Catalanes, and they were speaking a lot of Catalan. So, yeah, I was out of my element. And so I ended up hiking in the Pyrenees Mountains in sneakers. And the first thing that they did, they said they were going to go up. Basically, I realized later it was to scale the side of this short um, hill or something. And they all said, are you ready? And they all went. And I was coming up behind and was on... um, this level of this rock. And I remember thinking, this is not too bad of a place 
to die, if I'm going to die, as I was gripping the face of the rock in front of me and my feet were on not too big of a ledge. And I was like, well, I'm surrounded by beauty. I know I'm going to go be with Jesus. I guess it's going to be okay. (laughs) Needless to say, I got out of that and um, had to have two of these Catalani men, young men at the time, um, hold each of my hand coming down the mountains because my sneakers were not going to cut it. There was also, during that trip, uh, we ended up staying in a, a, yeah, like a little cabin, um, and there was a group of Dutch hikers, and I remember having Dutch hikers' stinky socks in my face while I was sleeping. This was all because I did not really know what I was getting into. Another funny thing that happened was um, with my host family, who I just adore, and they certainly had a good time with me, um, before bed... Oh, we would always have um, the cena would be very late. Sometimes not. We wouldn't sit down till like midnight. Barcelonans and Spaniards, they burn the candle at both ends. They barely sleep, but they make it all look easy. And um, it was my turn to clean up the kitchen. But I didn't really understand what they were telling me. So after the cena at night, I was <laughs> really tired because it was late. They said, okay, Abby, it's your turn to clean up. And I said, okay. And then after um, the dinner was over, I went to my room and said, buenas noches, good night. And that was something that made them all laugh. And they told me later about it. They saved a lot of these things for when I could speak Spanish better. And then fast forward to Budapest. And Hungarian is considered one of the most difficult languages to learn. So, um, There was one time we were playing a language game with our tutor, and this is actually about my husband. And we were describing things in simpler Hungarian. And our um, language tutor said, it's long and yellow and you eat it. She might've said it's curved, so maybe you know what I'm talking about. And my husband said, Terusa, which is pencil. We got a good laugh out of that. There was another time that I did a little bit of Spanish Hungarian when we I said I'm going to pour this milk which is tay in Hungarian I said lechate there's a t on the end because it's an object and we just laughed about that but the kicker when I was in Hungary was when my son who was going to um, ice skating class with the school yes very neat that they did this um, he needed his they called me from the school and said he needed his um, ice skating clothes. And I thought, okay, he's not going to be the only American in his class and not have his ice skating clothes. So I remember it was like a balmy fall day and I left our flat and the school, his school was up the hill. And I started running through these apartment buildings, passing by all sorts of people covered in scarves and coats because it was fall after all, no matter how it felt. And I was running, I had this neon... (laughs) orange shirt on, I think flip-flops, I'm pretty sure I had flip-flops on, and I'm running, and at that time, I was not a runner, and I'm running up through these apartment buildings to try to get this, um, these clothes. Eventually, I get to the school, huffing and puffing, and I hold up his bag, and I said, as a fiam, which means this is my son. Well, clearly, the bag was not my son. Um, this is, but I meant fiaim, which is my son's, So they told me, I think that the bus is out there. 
he's already gone to the bus. So I went outside and this required no language, <laughs> no anything. I saw that the bus was leaving. So I went in front of the bus and waved my arms like a crazy woman for the bus to stop. It was one of those charter size buses. So you can imagine what that picture was like. <laughs> crazy lady dressed for summer in the fall in this fluorescent shirt and waving so I could get my son his skating clothes. Well, there was different language breakdowns in um, the process that I had to do that, but it was a very, very funny time. And you know, one of the best things I have done in my life is trying to learn other languages. I love it because it is so, um, makes you so resilient because your identity is not in being able to communicate well, though it's good if you can, but our identity is in Christ. And with him, we are able to do things like extend ourselves into another language, to sound funny, to make mistakes that we can definitely laugh at. And that is something that I have just loved about learning other languages, how I've learned to laugh, both in the moment and reminiscing with the friends um, or host family that I had. And it does make me think about Jesus, because when we think about cross-cultural experiences, who more than him who left his heavenly home for earth, to come to earth, to come to this completely other, we can't even imagine, other experience. And I really like how Jesus was speaking the right language, but he certainly had to learn it um, growing up. And he was speaking to the Pharisees in John 10. And it says he used this figure of speech. He was talking about sheep hearing his voice um, and understanding it and how um, there's the true gatekeeper and the sheep should come in to safe pasture through um, the shepherd who is the gatekeeper. Well, they didn't understand. And how many times do we not understand when Jesus is speaking to us? So it says, it makes me laugh because it makes me think about language learning or communication. It says in verse six of chapter 10 of John, it says, Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. So he tried again and they did not understand him, even though he was using the right language. And we can look even at the Bible and experience funny things as things are being communicated across cultures and across um, really between God and man and how hard it is for us sometimes to even understand God. Um, all of our lives is this journey of communication and seeking to understand the hearts and the lives of those around us. And it's really, really good to be the one who doesn't know, the one who has to learn. It shows us a posture of humility and definitely, as I already said, allows us to make room to laugh at ourselves. And he is ever the light in our journeys, overseas or otherwise, this Jesus, this one that we serve and worship. And he will never, ever, ever be overcome. Thank you for listening and laughing with me. I hope I gave you at least a couple laughs. Um, that if you want to hear more from me, you can um, visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. 
There are a couple of free ebooks, one in particular called The Three R's, A Simple Path to Mental Wholeness, which you can get free simply by subscribing to my newsletter. And you can also follow me on Instagram, a place where I am showing up more and more, and that would be at abigail.oloman. I would like to leave you with a quote that goes with our nature of communication, um, both in our language and who we are as people. It's actually from the popular Harry Potter series. It's from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and it's J.K. Rowling, obviously, who wrote that. Differences of habit and language are nothing at all if our aims are identical and our hearts are open. Remember, friends, to laugh because whether we speak someone's language or not, if our hearts are open and our desire is to communicate, we will form relationships with those around us. No matter what language they speak or what language we speak or where we come from or who we are. And if you can, try to think about learning or using language that you know to communicate with someone this week. I would love to meet you right here next time.